Hello, everybody. It is DM Seth here uh, with y- your favorite family. It's it's. I got Big Brother Jacob here. Hey, it's a me, Big Brother Jacob. I got bigger brother Connor. Well, h- howdy, everybody. I'm a big old boy. And biggest brother Adam. Uh, hello. It's a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> everybody did great Randy impressions there. <laughs> no, I'm Quarry. Um, I'm Quarry from the very obscure one shot. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, but uh, I got a little game. Everybody loves when we do game intros, right? <laughs> Man, I'm Love, down. Bring yeah. it on. I'm going to win this time. Definitely. So this is more of a game for uh, Jacob and Connor about myself and Adam. Because myself and Adam, for those who don't know, we're currently both engaged at the same time. Um, You're engaged? Our, our weddings. Yeah. Whoa. Are you? Uh, Am I? Uh, oh, oh, well, we have. Well, maybe not when this comes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm engaged. Um, anyways, uh, we're both engaged, so I thought we'd do uh, uh, the shoe game. Remember the shoe game at every wedding? Oh, I love that. Uh, if you don't know what the shoe game is, it's like when a bride and groom sit back to back, and it's like who's more likely to questions, and then they raise like the the shoe. It's like oh, the bride's more likely to, or the groom's more likely to, and they use like one of each other's shoes. <laughs> um, Who farts more? <laughs> Oh, both? Um, No, I'd win that one. Uh, But here, so me and Adam are sitting back to back, and Jacob and Connor have to decide who is more likely to for these questions. So you ready? Uh, Yeah. I mean, for sure. Oh, Connor, here's my shoe. Here. Oh, (laughs) okay. And I don't wear shoes, so here's a flip flop. Um, uh, Who's the better cook? That's the first question. Who is the better cook? (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't think I've had any of <laughs> you guys have never cooked for me ever. Although Adam Adam posts his uh some of his creations in the Discord, so I guess I'll have to go with Adam. Shoe up for Adam. Hey, nice. Yeah. I'd have to probably put my shoe up for Adam as well because I think the only meals Seth has made for me have been Uber Eats from A and W. I made you craft dinner once, oh, and yeah. I did it wrong yeah, you did. because I put it in the water without boiling it first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so That's fair. optional. Okay, uh, moving on. These are all going to be really great questions because I'm sure, yeah, this is super relevant. Who who snores more? Ooh. I know Ooh. that one. Pro- probably Adam. He has that big girthy neck. <laughs> the, the amount of air that can flow through your oh, neck, man. Adam. My Adam French has, heritage betrays me. Adam has <laughs> traps for days. They just keep going. Like, you know when your traps get so big, it looks like a little person is, like, popping out of, like, a bigger person? That's the kind of traps Adam I was has. supposed to be a triplet, actually. That's That explains that. <laughs> um, who is more likely to be running late? Adam, 100%. Adam, 100%. No hesitation. Like, no question. Hey, I got three points. <laughs> Seth is quite punctual, actually. I'll, I'll make that note of that. I know. Look at me. Of course, of course, the DM's organized. The thing is, Connor's not one to talk either. Connor's whoa, arguably whoa, whoa. Hey, worse the than The point Adam. of this game, the point, I am not worse than Adam, and the point of this game is that we're judging them, so don't throw me in the mix. Oh, sorry. Who's the last one to show up on the recording today? Ah. I'm sorry. I have a family. Oh. I was totally doing a one shot for the Discord the other day, and Seth had stopped in to watch. And then I get a call from someone who needs like a serial number for my HVAC system or whatever. 
and I literally just text them while ev- while on the live stream, not live stream, but and Seth is watching, and I totally make up an excuse on the text. I'm like, oh, I'm just running late at work right now, and then I look, look right at the oh, camera, yeah. I'm like, Seth, I never do this to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Busted. And now I'm like, every time Adam texts me, will, will he actually be having something or running another one shot? I promise I'm more <laughs> punctual sometimes. All right. Few more. Who is messier? Probably. Actually, I'm not sure. I'm inclined to say Adam, but I don't know. I never considered Seth a messy boy. Here's but like I could see, I could see Adam going knuckle deep in like wings or something. That's I, you know what I think it comes down to like context, right? Like because like here's the thing: Seth lives a fairly minimal life at this point in time, so I just feel like he doesn't have enough stuff for it to be that messy, and he doesn't oh, cook enough. Do you know how many cables? Do you know how many microphone messy. cables I have now? Oh, I when I, I was thinking like I was thinking messy, like eating messy, but I guess like lifestyle messy. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like everyone's missing their words on my behalf. I appreciate it, guys. No, but you know what? I, think I, we I am know. gonna. I'm gonna go for Seth on the messy scale on this one because you know the times that I have gone over to Adam's place, and even since he's moved into a, a new like basement unit, it's always been pretty tidy every time I go. Like it's never been like super messy or anything. Like so, you know what? I'll but when say you go Seth. over to Seth's place, it's messy. It's hit or miss. It's it's you know what? It's been a long time, so memory is probably failing me. But I I won't say it's messy, but I'll say it's more messy than Adam's place. My my fiance would one hundred percent pick me because I am bad at doing dishes. It's not my it's my least favorite chore. I wish I could just throw them out. Maybe <laughs> I should just go to paper plates. But yeah, probably me. Also, I don't know if I've ever seen Seth have a made made bed ever. Okay, that's a waste of time, (laughs) legitimately. Who, seriously, who is making their bed and feels good about themselves? There are psychological ramifications. That's like the point. You make your bed so to feel good about yourself. I feel worse because I'm like, well, I did this pointless task for five minutes because I have to do nurse's corner. And it takes me five minutes Um, to make my bed as well. (laughs) You know, I, I understand where you're coming from, except... There's something really satisfying about like getting into a made bed at the end of the day. That's yeah, hundred percent. I agree with that. Of mess. Yeah, but have you experienced the trash lifestyle of crawling <laughs> into a mess? It's quite, it's quite cozy. It's like, oh, I remember this from last night. I'm picking up right where I left and off. You don't have to reestablish <laughs> your body form. It's like there's already like a glove, your shape in the bed. You just kind of slide in. Seth's revealing himself. I changed my answer to Seth. <laughs> the truth comes out. We'll speed round the the next couple. All right, ready? Uh, who is more likely to cry? Ooh, Adam. Uh, I don't. I don't. I. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever seen Seth cry. Jacob's outing me. I'm gonna say Seth. <laughs> no, no. How can you say he's, that? Cause he's, it's because he's actually my brother. <laughs> it's because so. he's made you cry yeah. enough times. Yeah, it's because he made me cry growing up every day. <laughs> um, okay, who was uh, who was cooler in high school? Ooh. Jacob already is going to go Adam. I know because <laughs> we were in high school together. <laughs> I'm I don't know what Adam was like in high school, but because of his girthy neck, I'm inclined to say Adam. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were homeschooled, aren't you? Like. Were you homeschooled? Not through high, Not through high school. school. I didn't know that. Oh, okay. Are you kidding I me? Forgot. I forgot about that. Okay. Yeah, we obviously, we weren't homeschooled by choice. 
I thought it was all a veiled joke. Like you guys were like, who was cooler in high school? It's like, weren't you at home? Like, I don't understand. No, <laughs> of course not. I've, I, I actually socialized. Uh, don't don't homeschool your kids. If you're homeschooled already, I feel bad for you. You have terrible parents. Uh, who is more? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. Well, I'm, oh man, we're gonna lose some people. All right. Who is who is uh, who is the better kisser? <laughs> yeah. Well, I know yeah. from experience, I'll say Seth. <laughs> Probably Adam because of his girthy neck. That's so kissable. <laughs> yeah. it, it's a bit of a it's a double edged sword. Like the traps, the snoring. The tongue, it's all kind of connected. And the last one here, who said I love you first? I love you. I did. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) I win. Fuck, what did I think about that? But I'm glad we crossed that barrier finally. That's the first time. This is the first time I've ever said in my whole life. The words roll off my tongue unnaturally. So, Guys, uh, Apophis Real Talk, bros need to say I love you more. You know? I do. Thanks, Apophis. <laughs> it's also, this is a dream of mine to be talking to Apophis as Adam and not Normandy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I want, uh, my, my goal is to get Apophis's voice as like almost like a Siri thing or like an Amazon oh. or whatever. That, that is an option. <laughs> Turn left. <laughs> Turn left? I, I don't know. Good job. Guys, new Patreon tier. Uh guided workouts led by apophis like you know like virtual home workouts and stuff is like a new tier like a new like trend get some like audio tracks that patrons get that it's like hey you know we're gonna do a 30 minute hit workout and this is what we're gonna do and it'll all be led by apophis lift your glutes come on <laughs> Seth, i'm gonna write a script for you okay 30 more seconds <sighs> tighten those buns I could just imagine myself sitting in front of my mic, just going, as if I'm like not not moving an inch. That's all you would need to do. All right, okay, let's get into the episode. Uh, Next week we'll do we'll do the the shoe game where me and Adam choose between Jacob and Connor. Um, All right, recap. Uh, So last time you entered finally onto the floating islands of Jadu that are pulled by these two giant sky flying whales. There's eight quadrants that you found out about uh, through meeting the Greeters Guild there. Uh, There's a workshop, there's a university, there's the main kind of like market residential area, there's the farm, there's the castle, like the Wonderworks uh, workshop and um, uh, the Whimsy World, like Disneyland area, and the Null Prison, the Nullstone Prison, which is anti-magic. Um... So you saw all these places. Uh, Randy uh, got instantly recognized by some sort of like castle guard type person. Uh, They immediately cast a spell on him to shrink him down to normal size because dude's thick as hell. Um, And and then he went off to go talk to uh, King Wizard King Dumas while you all had free reign to go do whatever you want. And uh, of course, as always, you split the party. Zippy. You went to the farm area of Jadu. Sure did. Uh, and immediately upon entering, you noticed a stag. Went over there and tried to kill it because you were convinced it was probably a druid. And as luck would have it, you were right. It was a druid. And apparently all the animals in that forest were druids. And you found out a quite dark secret that the druids there uh, were wild shaping and then being harvested for meat until their HP was down to zero <laughs> in this weird terrible druidic cycle and then i'm pretty sure normandy started chowing down in his little side story <laughs> but we don't talk about yeah. that um, 
Um, but Zippy, you befriended the druids there and a Lamasu sphinx-like creature uh, that is very much not a druid, no matter how bad they want to be. Uh, and you befriended them and they're taking you to their secret hideout. Cut to Darian. You went to the workshop to go figure out your eye situation. Uh, once there, you met a little puppet, uh, a wooden puppet that was very annoying and it walked you down to Grim uh, and his talking apron, uh, a bullywug uh craftsman who will be able to enchant one of your eyes with the tinder soul potentially um there might be a large tree that grows out of your face but uh, that's yet to be seen but he told you to go to tristan the metal worker to get the other eye fixed and then norman d you went to the archive after briefly stopping to help uh rescue uh a thrown away flying carpet because you were looking for one anyways and you found a tattered one for free uh, and you took it away. Yet, even though it's nibbling on uh, your cloak and your other other fabric goods. But there, there seemed to be an art competition uh, outside of this museum. And there, um, you, you notice that basically everyone here is making art to try and get it into the archive. It's a little contest, but also no one's allowed in the archive right now because the Baron, someone from way long ago, the guy who made your statues in uh, Orem, is inside currently. So, that's where you all three are. These recaps are probably going to get longer the longer you guys are split apart, so I apologize. But uh, let's go. And who's up first? Let me roll a dice. Ooh, wow, random to the very end. I don't know what this means. I rolled a d4 and I got four. I was expecting one, two, or that's three. That's you. Okay, what, what do that you means do? Darian. That means Darian. <laughs> that means me, yeah. I take a break. Four rhymes with Darian. <laughs> yeah, four. <laughs> one, two, three, Darian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I hear it. All right. Darian, you're in the driver's seat. You just left this kind of spinning clockwork facing wall uh, on this balcony in this expansive workshop. Um, and this clock-like door is spinning and locking in place, causing a new d- a dimension door to appear. And it's moving and moving as you wait for Tristan's door, the, me- uh, the metal worker, their door to appear. And you have the little puppet next to you the little wooden puppet and he's just like <laughs> yeah so so uh how's it going i uh had better days i've had worse days um how are you doing T- tell me tell me you're like top three worst days uh uh let's see getting exiled Finding out my father was a traitor, and mm-hmm. ooh, it's probably a, a tie. I've got a couple deaths kind of looming on spot three. Let's just say uh, all the people I've lost on uh, three. I don't mean to compare, but that's pretty weak. I mean, I had one day where I got a splinter, and that's crazy because I made of wood. And then I had another day where one of my girlfriend dolls dumped me, but she came back later, so that was one of the best days. And then third day, um, when I was named Gazpacho, because I'm not a fan of that, uh, but it's okay. So <laughs> let's uh, let's keep it a uh, perspective here, uh, Patricia. Yeah, you're right. That's uh, that splinter one sounds pretty rough. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of a badass. I shrugged it off. So you don't like gazpacho? For my name, yeah. I'd rather be called, like, 
like uh, Darian or something. That's a cool name. Oh, that's a, yeah, you're right. You know what? That's a pretty cool name. Maybe I'll start calling myself that. Nah, don't. It doesn't work on you. Oh, here's our door. <laughs> Junk comes down and dimension door opens up and you feel a blast of heat coming through as you walk in with Gaspacho the puppet. And you can see it's a larger, much larger workshop and there's a forge in the back that's like just billowing with fire and there's a large anvil and sitting next to it in a chair hammering away is a large cyclops and they're just slamming and they have these kind of like steampunky helmets similar to what Grim had with his goggles he has a steampunky like magnifying glass on the front of his face uh, and he has his hair in like a big ponytail um, and he's just hammering away at kind of a sword and he goes ooey ooey not many guests come in here. What are you looking for, Gaspacho? And your friend. Well, hello, Tristan. My name is uh, Patricia. I uh, heard you're one of the best uh, kind of metal workers and tinkerers on all of Jadu. I've got uh, I've got a little project here that I'd love some help with. Oh, okay. Well, what do you got? I, uh, I walk over and I take out kind of the half-constructed eye and say, well, I've got this uh, this little eye here uh, I've been working on. A replacement set, as you can see by the hawk fox on my chest. It uh, was really difficult to put together when you're trying to get an animal to focus for long periods of time. And I managed to get one done, but I, I want to get this enchantment ready on this eye today, and I'm, I want to see if this is something you'd be able to help me with. Pepper doesn't like that you're talking about, about her when she's sitting on your chest. She's like, <laughs> but um, she she still wants to be your eyes. Um, but he, he reaches his big Cyclops hand down. He's like, oh, you give it here. Uh, Darian sets it in his hand. Okay. Uh, let me uh, take a look. And he puts it on the anvil and he moves the sword aside and puts it on the ground. And as he's taking a closer look, Gaspacho... And you hear a just a bell kind of like ding, like somebody's walking into a store. And he's like, oh, another guest. All right, uh, Patricia, you stay here and I'm just going to go check that and I'll, I'll be right back. Uh, are, you sh- are you sure? I think I might get lost. I'd really appreciate if you could stay here to help me navigate a little bit. I mean, you're pretty... Patricia. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm hopeless. I know I'm, hopeless. I'm great company. I know my voice is soothing. I know all these things. But sometimes you got to... Gotta, you know, walk on your own. I can't, I can't babysit you all the time. I don't do that usually. Well, you don't, maybe, maybe you could just stick around for a little bit until you could get me back to to Grim. You know, uh, just so I, I you know, don't accidentally end up on the rock wrong cog. Persuasion check. Because uh, I've got a sneaking suspicion that's the real Patricia at the door. <laughs> uh, you said persuasion. It's oh, a plus one. And that's that's a 19. Okay. That's a 19 plus 1. We got a 20 on persuasion, baby. Okay. Oh, oh, oh wait. Oh, wait. Uh, you got to hold on me, Patricia. You really do. You got away with words. Uh, thanks. I think that might be one of the first times I've ever heard that. You see Tristan looks at it and goes, Oh, yeah. All right. I, I, I think I could do this. Uh, easy. Uh, but I'll need my fine tools. Um... Do you think you uh, 
You could go get them for me. It's, it's just hard moving out of this room because I'm big. Are they far away? Where, where are they? No, just gazpacho. Take them down to the storage area and... Uh, uh, you know, I've got um, I've got tinkerer's tools actually on me. Do you think um, you could just borrow those? I mean, sure, but they're not magic. I mean, how fast do you want the job done? My tools down there are all kind of magically enchanted to fuse metal and bend it to your will upon one hit. Oh. Okay, yeah. Let's uh, let's go down to storage then. Let's go get those. All right. Uh, uh, just go and grab uh, my fine tools set. Uh, not the big ones, because this is obviously a fine job. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. Uh, Gaspacho, would you mind helping me get there? Uh-huh. I'm not leaving you inside, Patricia. All right. One, two, three, and a waddle, waddle, waddle. And you waddle out of the mentioned door and back onto the balcony looking into this like wide chasmus workshop area with brooms and rugs flying around people working and the banging clanging returning and he's just like okay just it's just down these stairs uh to the to the left here and as you turn to move down to the left please make a perception check as you glance towards the entrance uh 10 plus 6 so 16 okay you actually do see who's standing there you notice at the entrance as you glance, as you're walking down to the stairs, it's a ways off, uh, but with Pepper's eyesight, you're able to see a familiar figure is waiting there, kind of tapping their foot as if they're waiting for Gaspacho to come greet them as they're looking around. It's a rather tall figure with a white waistcoat that extends down with blue accents in a full helmet, full white helmet with a blue streak down the center a fur mohawk on top, and these metal dreads behind. It's the person you fought just before you went up to the moon, who was with the ammo company. Their name's Patricia? <laughs> Good <laughs> luck, dude. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. You are quickly walking to the stairs with Gaspacho, and as you're, you're still looking, like, forcing Pepper's head to just keep an eye as you're walking and following... And you start going down the stairs, and you can see their helmet all of a sudden locks onto you as if they've noticed you, and they're just standing there. And you can see they slowly start walking your way. They're, they're, they're quite a ways off. They're on the opposite end of this workshop chasm, but they're starting to walk in, and you descend down the stairs. Uh, I quickly pull up my walkie-rocky and trying to be stealthy from gazpacho because he's kind of you know leading us down the stairs um i'm gonna try and send a radio message to both zippy and norman and just say like uh guys our our double-bladed or double-glaved friend from the from the crescent moon island is is here he's at the workshops and he's he's noticed me i uh i'll be in touch and then I continue down the stairs after Gaspacho. Cut. To you, Normandy. Oh, perfect. I'm excited. You just heard this message. Uh, okay, where am I? Like, am I in the art exhibit now, or am I still walking towards it? You're with Bradley and Apophis, and you're still just kind of walking outside of it. It's just kind of an open, like, art walls and stuff, and butlers walking around, and people trying to show their art off. Okay, uh... I guess I hear it. Okay, I'm 
going to turn away from from everyone and kind of whisper into the rock. I'm going to say, "Are you sure he spotted you? I'm in a bit of a tight spot. I can't really go get you right now unless it's an absolute emergency." If I had to give it a percentage value, I'd probably have to give it at least like a solid 95%. You might even be following me. I think I'm losing you, Darian. Bad reception. You must be in a different dimension. It's magic, Norman. Zippy, do you want to respond at all? Or, or are you going to... Um, I don't think I can from all the cheering as we're making our way towards the their main base. Brief cut to Zippy. Yeah, you're with all of the <laughs> the druid wildlife and you're just prancing through the woods, riding on a stag's back as they're all just like singing songs and cheering. To help paint this picture, uh, just as a note, Nor- uh, Darian actually is still pretty beaten up from the uh, storm elemental fight. We never had a long rest after that or anything. So That is true. So he's not uh, in tip top shape. Woohoo! I bet all my friends are doing so well right now. <laughs> the veiled plea for help is clear. I'll see what I can do, Connor. That's for the <laughs> listeners to know, like, Darian's not even feeling super confident like he could take this guy right now. All right. Cut to Norman D. Yeah, you're at the art exhibit just outside. Butler's walking by, people showing their art. Okay, and how far until the main entrance where there's someone guarding the door? Uh, the building is kind of like, you know, a, a Roman-esque uh, architecture of, of a museum. It's got these large uh, white stone columns out front, um, and it's at like a rectangular building. Um, it has two gardens on either side of it. You see there's like hedges and archways that lead into these just like elaborate gardens with fountains on either side. Uh, but it's about 120 feet from where you're standing up to the entrance up the stairs to the entrance of the archive and you see multiple guards or what you can make out to be guards they're just these uh, blue wizard robe wearing with these large stereotypical wizard hats and they're just kind of standing at either ends of the doors and also like patrolling around the art exhibit okay and there's no in particular uh doorway that's just being guarded by one right is there no you see the two main doors um, you don't really see any other uh, entrances. There are some windows that you can see on the side. Um, but there's, uh, yeah, there's guards patrolling even in the side gardens too, just walking around. Okay. Nobody's allowed inside when the Baron's inside. I, mm, Darian, I'm going to turn to Apophis and Bradley, and I'm going to say, guys, something's come up with Darian. I can. We can trust that he can take care of himself, but we're under a severe time crunch now. Are you guys ready to do some improv with me? I need you guys to follow my lead. Uh, sure. Uh, yeah. I, I I failed at my improv classes at the Python Tree, but yeah. Do you know what? I'm going to put my hand on Apophis's shoulder, my one good hand on his good shoulder. I'm going to say, I truly believe there are no bad students, just bad teachers. If you have a, if you have a good lead, you should be fine. I'm going to look down at Bradley. Bradley, you ready for the adventure of your life? All right. Get serious. And I'm going to... Oh, yeah. And I'm just going to pull out my a little wand that I have. And I'm going to whisper, There's a tale that I recently heard. I learned it in a place that burns. Before there were treasures to find, someone threw a feast for the gods one time. I sing a sad song. I'm going to summon a lesser demon, like a little closet. Okay. A lesser demon appears before you. 
the crowd immediately around you just reacts to it and it's like, whoa, like they don't see many demons. You see some guards come out in the art exhibit and they're immediately drawing their wands and you can see arcanic magic is like lighting up the tips of them and they're like, what is this? I'm going to raise my hand nonchalantly. I'm going to say, don't worry, don't worry. It's with me. It's a quality inspector. It helps me detect frauds. Uh, oh, sorry. I guess I can drop my disguise. I'm going to use disguise self and I'm going to make myself look a little fancier. I'm going to, because I'm wearing commoner's clothes. My hair is going to be greased back. Still going to be a tiefling, uh, but wearing like really the fanciest clothes that I've seen in Aura. Basically a tuxedo. Yes, exactly. And we say, uh, hello, yes, I'm uh, the curator sent on behalf of Comb from Orum. I'm here to view the art exhibit. Who's in, uh, I'm going to look around rather unimpressed. Who's in charge here of this squalorous display? Uh, I, I need to talk to someone in charge, please. And I'm going to snap my fingers and I'm going to say, um, Apophis, come with me. I'm going to need you to carry something heavy soon. And you, boy. Bring that pet. Let's go. And I'm going to start walking towards the front door, looking to guards expectantly. The guards like start lowering their their wands as you start saying this, but I'm going to need you to make a performance check. All right. 12 plus 7, 19. Yo. Okay. They see you as no threat. You kind of got the vibe that most everyone at Jadu is a little bit cocky. They they don't really fear anything. Uh, they feel like they're just, you know, overpowered wizards. And the guards just immediately, like, kind of holster their wands. And they're like, eh, whatever. And you start making your way through the crowds. <laughs> and a pro- Apophis is walking next to you and is like, oh, how do you do? How do you do? And he's, like, tipping his, like, non-existent hat to, like, people as you slither and walk <laughs> through the crowd. And Bradley is like, mm, yes, hello, hello, everybody. Just making our way through. P- don't mind us. And then I'm going to look back at the closet and I'm going to say, Quasit, keep up. Quasimoto, come on, stay with Bradley. And I'm going to keep walking. It just like growls and like follows. Okay. Wait. You're making your way through the art exhibit. You see lots of like beautiful pieces, some abstract, some more realistic. Uh, there is one orc who's like, doing a live art presentation where he sticks his hand in paint and then he splatters it on the wall and then he makes it look like a turkey. I'm going to sigh and say, a poultry display, I see. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) And you see the orc turn and just go, Oi! (laughs) This is art! Yes, if art is made exclusively by asinine children, I've yet to seen something to truly impress me or the likes of those who sent me, a.k.a. King of Orem. I'm done here. Let's keep going. You think a king could do this? Bradley uh, just tugs on on your cloak, uh, Norman, and just goes, I'll handle this. And he walks up to the live art display, dips his hand in the paint, slams it on the wall, and he's just like, there. And then he walks away. And he's just, and everybody around is just, oh, look at this. And they're immediately drawn to Bradley's little hand turkey. And they're like, this is good. And the orc's like, oh, fucking come on. <laughs> I pull out a gold piece. I pull out a gold piece and toss into and say, hopefully this will pay a dividend for your lessons in the future. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and as I walk up to the door, I'm going to hum to myself just a little song to put myself in. It says, there's a place where I want to go, up in the sky, on a floating archipelago called Jadu 5. Because I want to find out all they know, hidden in the archives. Because I finally tell what I've been told. Well, what kind of bard am I? And I'm going to give a bardic inspiration to Bradley and Apophis while I sing that song. 
Okay, they get it. As you start moving up the steps, you see as you're moving up, the guards at the the top are putting their hands on their wands just in case. But you hear a voice come from behind you, just going, "Mm, Yes, uh, sorry, uh, tiefling. Excuse me. What is it now? I turned, I say, I looked to Apophis. Honestly, you couldn't deal with the riffraff. Oh, yes, hello. And I turned to see who it is. Hello, my name is uh, Jules, and I am running this art expedition. Uh, unfortunately, the archives are closed today. The Baron is doing his work in there, and absolutely no one is allowed inside. I- I- excuse to me, see his you- process. I'm so sorry. I I feel bad for you. You you're running this this <laughs> this display where there's roosters on on walls, and th- there's nothing of true historical or emotional impact that I see here. You. You are in charge of this. Yes, well, while it may not be up to your standards, whoever you are, I assure you that this is the very best Shadu has to offer. Well, thank goodness that I am not limited to what Jadu has to offer. I'm here to see the Baron. Uh, he will, he's, ex- he's not expecting me, but he will see me. I can assure you that uh, it's about time we move this along, please. Thank you. Excuse me, you know the Baron? Of course I do. I know how... Then you must know his process. You must know his process and how no one can see him in his work. Not until it's finished. Well, I'm going to lean in close. And who's around me right now? Uh, You're just... Nobody's really around you. There's guards on the periphery and up at the door, but you're kind of in the middle of the stairway. It's a large staircase. Um... So there's the crowd, you know, at the art exhibit. They're kind of watching you, too, because you kind of made a display. Um, and the guards are all, have their eyes on you as well. Okay. But. I'm going to lower my voice. I'm going to say, I'll have you know I was not only sent on request of Cone, but by invitation of King Dumas, who's been here for quite a long time. As you know, I'm sure you know that you've heard the words that he'll never die, the great king that he is. And while I'm speaking to him for a minimum of a minute... I am casting the spell, not a spell, it is a bard feature I have with my college called Words of Terror. If I speak to a humanoid alone for at least one minute, I can attempt to seed paranoia and fear into his mind. At the end of the conversation, this target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw against my spell save DC or be frightened of you or another creature of my choice. The target is frightened in this way for an hour until it is attacked or damaged or until it witnesses its allies being attacked or damaged. If the target succeeds at saving throw, it has no hint that you try to frighten it. Oh, damn. And I want to okay. say, it would be, I would be most remiss to not warn you what should happen if the king of Jadu's wrath would fall on you for stopping me from cutting his invitations and uh, 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 um, hospitality short, my friend. Oh, no, I'm starting, I'm starting to sound like Peterson. <laughs> okay. Let me roll my wisdom save. Okay, DC 17. Oh, man. You lucky... <laughs> yes! <laughs> you're, you're, not tri- right. you're not tricking me, are you? I'm not. Yes! I'm not. They rolled a six, and their additives would not beat that 17. Okay. <sighs> so, as you're talking and talking about how you have a personal invitation... You're subtly casting this dark bard magic, making him slowly more terrified. You can see his face 
and his forehead slowly start to just produce sweat and his eyes start to kind of shake. And he's just like, well, that's not right. You shouldn't be receiving a invitation. Why, why would that happen? Why wouldn't anybody let me know when I'm running? This doesn't add up, but he's also unpredictable and I don't want to go through that again. I don't want to be sent to the North Stone prison and... Sorry, don't stress yourself. Just let it be. Guards. And he yells up to the stairs. Let the man in. I do not want any trouble. No more than I've already gotten. Be on your way, tiefling. And before you go, uh, what is your name? My name is Norman T. And I'm the curator for Combe. Norman T. All right. Well, be on your way. And good day, I will remember that. Okay, everybody, back to the art. I'm about to walk past him. When I put my hand on his shoulder, I'm going to say, you did a good thing just now, avoiding that trouble you were thinking about. And I'm just going to finger my medallion. Just want to see if I get any inkling of a specific negative thing he's thinking about. This is just surface level. So if it's anything like super, super secret, I wouldn't necessarily get that. You just see a, a flashback into his head. You you just hear the thoughts. Basically, he's thinking. He's like, since I'm a, a descendant of the Dibs family, I, I'm sure that they wouldn't like that. I do anything out of the sorts. Need to stay in line. Okay, nothing more ominous though, like or or sinister. It's, it's no, more like- he seems to be just uh, worried that his bloodline might. Uh, already paint him in a bad way and he doesn't want to you know cause any more okay ruckus cool i'm gonna pat him reassuringly on the shoulder clear my throat <clears throat> guys let's move on and i walk through yeah cool white <laughs> caviar right okay i'm sure they'll have slides some. up and you all walk in up the stairs the guards remove their hands from their holsters grab either ends of these large swinging doors and they open and you can see like a double staircase and all these books and a magical like orb spinning in this rotating metal ball that's just moving. And you walk in and they close the doors behind you. And Bradley looks at you and is like, that was sick. What the hell? I didn't think that would work, man. What the hell? Well, well you know, it, I was really inspired by you two. You know, you guys were just role playing so well with me. It was easy. It was like second nature. Yeah, I think maybe they, maybe per, Professor Dinkler did judge me a little too quickly at my improv class. I think I got a knack for this. I said it back in season one, but I'll say it again. You know, tell you what to do, and you understand. But if I show you, you'll learn with me. Now, guys, we can't afford to, to think we're scot-free now. We've got a lot of researching to do and a lot of exploring for ourselves. Let's go. Stay in character. As you walk into it, behind this large spinning ball is a large painting in between the two staircases that go up. You see the painting is of uh, a large group of adventurers. And actually, you recognize one of them as a much smaller, younger Randy. And you see an inscription below that says, The First Grand Treasure uh, Greeters. Um, and you can see, you know, the whole array of them, the turtle, the uh, baby beak Nelson. And DM, can I trust you um, to, to feed me their names uh, if if I need to in ensuing moments? If you need them, I will. I know there's a lot. <laughs> Just because, you know, Norman would remember these things better than I. So, 
But you, as you look at it, you notice actually it's like moving, it's waving. It's like the people in it are kind of like talking and moving. It's like a living image in this painting. And you look around too, there's like statues. It seems like every art piece in this museum, this archive, is uh, like moving in some ways. Even the statues are, are slightly like, you know, shifting in place. Like there's a statue of David type thing. And it kind of like moves its arm to the other one. So it's resting its fist on its other, or it's resting its chin on its other fist. Now, David, the god of the bunnies or like David, David? <laughs> potentially, potentially the god of the bunnies. Well, that'll be for discussions by the dungeon episode. Yeah. But what do you want to do? It sounds dead quiet in here too. Okay. I have a wand of detect magic. I want to wave it at the paintings and I want to see if it's just an illusion that's making these paintings move. Like if it's like a minor illusion-esque kind of thing or if there's anything like a conjuration or, or something more complex going on there. You can notice that this is like very complex magic. Uh, you can tell it's a mix of like transmutation, conjuration, everything, and also kind of like planar shifting magic, almost as if it's entering into pocket planes. So it's like a very advanced illusion. It's kind of a mixture of several different magics, very complicated. Okay, great. So I recognize Randy by appearance, but everyone else is more by stature, like by the stories that I've heard. Yeah, yeah. Are there any doors in this place? Uh, you don't see any doors. It's just hallways. Uh, there's the two staircases that lead up to like some balconies, uh, like balcony esque areas that lead into further down straight. It's all it's all kind of just like a straight shot down the front hallway. Uh, there's also hallways underneath the staircases that lead forward, and you can see a bit past them. And it seems like there's more paintings and statues in the next area. Okay, and I'm just gonna hum to myself. They say in these halls you never walk alone. The statues could be haunted. You can never escape their prying eyes. Guys, where do we want to go? We could explore upstairs, downstairs. We have to do it quietly. I'm more drawn towards maybe some kind of magical items. or uh, But do you guys have any requests? Nah, but like bathroom on the way would be nice, but I don't see any signs. Okay. Yeah, bathroom would be nice. I mean, this wetsuit's getting a little... Okay, if we find like an open chalice, you know, we can get creative. Okay, uh, Seth, I want to look for any kind of indication... I, the paintings and stuff are very titillating and tempting, but is there any place with, like, ancient artifacts on display, even at the beginning of the hallways that I can see? Uh, none at the beginning of the hallways that you can see, but as you glance down the hallway, you do see there's kind of some pillars with, like, glass encasings that reach all the way to the ceiling, and there's, like, artifacts in them. Okay. And I'm going to say, let's go, guys. Now, walk quietly, but walk as if we're supposed to be here. And I start walking. As you walk, you keep walking and you go through this archway on the first floor and you're just walking to the hallway and it opens up. The room beyond is just this wide open room with statues and paintings on the side, some like painting walls too in the center. Uh, but it's quite open and you can get a real sense of like how many magical items and statues. It's, it's almost as if there's like a crowd of people in here, but none of them are alive. But you do notice one statue kind of in the center of the room near the back is covered like there's a giant tarp it's like a really big tarp covered over this like very big statue you can tell it's like a statue or something because it's like you know the the pressure from the head is lifting it up so it's giving that kind of veiled look but you just see that off in the distance i'm going to turn to the guys i'm going to say well it looks like that is something that i wink at them the king comb might be fascinated in 
let's go have a gander. And I'm going to walk forward. But when it gets within, if I get within 60 feet of it and nothing happens, I want to cast Detect Thoughts again for the fulls. This is for a different purpose. I just want to see if there are any thinking beings within 60 feet of me. Sure. So as you are walking and you're getting, it's like 300 feet away. As you're walking and walking, you're glancing, seeing all these random relics and artifacts and moving paintings. All the paintings here move. Um, I'll have you make a perception check. Oh, man. Okay. 10 plus 4, 14. Okay. Seth, come on. I don't like that number. You can't really make anything out because you're so distracted. <laughs> no, I go back in time and roll again. You keep walking closer. You're too distracted. You're not using your listening ears. Um, you're, you're just walking straight as glancing and, and it's just kind of overwhelming and you can sense a lot of magic. And as you get within 150 feet out of your backpack, you feel a rumbling. Oh. Oh, I... And then bursting out, flying into the air is Strand your magic carpet and it's just floating up in the air and it's kind of like floating around the room oh, Strand, Strand, what are you doing? Come, come down and it, it's like just flying and it's not listening and then it spots the tarp that's draping this art piece in the back and it starts flying towards it uh, I start jogging to, guys, and I start jogging to catch up with it. And I'm going, strand, bad, bad strand. You start walking closer and closer, and as you do, now you can hear something. It's like chiseling. It's like ting, 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 a little chiseling and some like paintbrushes being painted, and it's going. And strand slams onto the tarp, and almost is like pulling it off, unveiling what's un- underneath, and you can see it's like consuming the tarp as it loves everything fabric, and it's lifting it up. And you see as it's slowly lifting and you're jogging, there's these eccentric, like almost like Christmas elf-like shoes with these striped stockings as it's slowly being raised, and the legs just get longer and longer, and the stockings keep climbing longer and longer, until it's like six feet of leg and then this very short compressed body with this like spiky black hair and this little vest and these sleeves rolled up with these two elongated arms and they're holding a chisel in one hand and a hammer in the other and you can see there's paint and other things and you see there was a statue underneath that was working on and it just freezes in place. <laughs> this disturbing, weird image. You've never seen a creature like this before, ever. Wow. And it's just frozen like a statue. So there's the, the real statue and then this guy who was chiseling on the statue. Yes. Okay, what is the real statue of? The real statue, you can see it's not completed, it's not formed, but it was, it was going to be kind of like, it looked like a, a serpent almost, like a giant snake. Ah, I see. Ah. Potentially. That's the form it looks like. That might not be what it was going to finish it into. Okay, so like there's no like distinct eyes or face on it or anything? No. Uh, <clears throat> clear my throat. Uh, hello over there. Uh, the Baron, I presume. H- hello. Hi. You see its body shrinks 
like its legs, it's like its torso is like moving like an elevator down. It's like their body's made of clay. And they ooh, go down into a more kind of regular human-esque form. Ah, I see. Ah, neat little trick. Is that the the clay of the Baron that you're using to accomplish such uh, feats? It must make it easy to do what you do. Almost lightning fast. Their head cricks all the way around. And you can see their skin is, is just completely light. Like you can't even look at the... It's like blisteringly white. And you just... And as they turn, you just hear them scream. It's just the loudest. It like is like rumbling the area around you. And that's where we're going to take a break. No! Oh. Ah! Oh no! <laughs> well, hi ho everybody. It's Midroll Seth here. Uh, just doing a few little announcements for you. Uh, let me see what I got. First off, let me give a huge thank you to our legend here patrons. Uh, I haven't done one for our newest one yet since Jacob did last week's episode, but uh, we got Randy and we got your timer. Two, uh, two very well. Now I'm gonna have to put an old timer character in. Randy, obvious. Randy Domino is obviously based off of Legend Tier Randy, uh, and now I gotta find some old fart to do <laughs> for you, old timer. Uh, but thank you both so much for being uh, Legend Tier patrons and supporting the show that way. It's insane to us, uh, and thank you to all our patrons. If you want to become a patron, uh, do so. Uh, we got great tiers. Our $2 tier is the one I would highly recommend to just anybody. It's where you get Discord access to our private Discord. We have a little community there where we play games. We play one-shots. Adam leads a bunch of one-shots for the patrons. I've led a few. Uh, and we do game nights as well, like just Jackbox and Among Us, and, and do live listening parties and stuff like that. Super cool stuff. Uh, at the $5 tier, you can actually get access to not only our newest like after show stuff that we have a couple episodes of, and a new one just recently is coming out too. Uh, it's Discussions by the Dungeon, led by Adam, where he interviews us, uh, the cast, and we talk about the show and our characters and all of my NPCs, I guess. Um, and then at the $10 tier, if you love that music, you know we got it. We got that music there. All the music from the show you can download there. All the music that we make, at least, um, for the show you can get access to at the $10 tier. Musicals, uh, you know, the backgrounds that sometimes Adam's uh, twin brother Joseph makes uh, for us. It's all in there. It's amazing. So, yeah, if you like that. Um, okay, enough pandering about Patreon. If you want to support the show in other ways, always review us on iTunes or Podchaser. Review us anywhere. Give us five stars. Anything less is like, why? Why? Stop. Give me five. What did I do to you? Give me give me my five. <laughs> I, I release two hours of content for you bi-weekly, and you can't give me five stars? Come on. No, it seriously helps uh, just get people to be able to find us easier and discover our show um, and become cheapskates like yourself. Uh, other than that, uh, yeah, you can also support us by, uh, like hanging out in our, in our socials, be it Reddit, uh, r slash cheaper by the dungeon or our Twitter at cheaper dungeon, Facebook, just type in cheaper by the dungeon in the search bar or Instagram cheaper underscore dungeon. We're everywhere. What? So you can support us there and follow us there. And we, uh, update on like, you know, newest news and stuff like the newest news of our merch store, which Jacob mentioned last week. Yeah. Go to our pinned Facebook or tweets. Uh, it should be at the top of our Twitter. Um, 
with a link to our merch store where we got lots of cool uh, custom designs for you to rep either your favorite character or work out with Apophis. Um, so yeah, lots of cool stuff there. Uh, anyways, let me see. Did I hit everything? I think I did. If I forgot something, go listen to last <laughs> last week's episodes, Mineral, and Jacob would have covered it. Probably there too. Um, okay, uh, next episode calendar... I wonder. I think Jacob's better at this. Jay, Jacob's better at remembering the dates, I believe. Uh, next episode's uh, June twenty second. Yep, June twenty second. Next episode, more Jadu, more craziness. This the rest of this episode is probably not going to go where you expect, or maybe it will. I don't know. It didn't go where I expected. So enjoy it, and I'll talk to you in the the next time I talk to you. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. <laughs>
is yelling at you. Hey, come on! Get in here! Uh, don't need to tell me twice. And I'm going to grab the guys. Guys, we got to go. Strand, move it. And just as a little bit of insurance, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to cast hold person. All right. DC 17. You actually, that one actually goes through. You can see their clay body starts like constricting and like becoming thinner and thinner, but the paint is still going and they're still screaming and the lights are strobing. It's like you're at a rave now. It's crazy. The colors that are going on. Um, and this paint streak is cutting through the air, arcing back towards you as you're running to the painting. You can see now that this painting is, is kind of like a weird abstract art painting with like a large bear on one side and an army of like mages. And one of them is like walked up from the army and is like knocking on the painting, looking at you. Um, just a bullywug wizard. Uh, and you're running to it, and Strand is like eating the the tarp still, and it just consumes it all, wraps it up, kind of looks like it burps, and swoops down. <laughs> and as you're running, the paint streak is following, and it scoops you guys up, and you go diving in with Strand carrying you, lifting you through, and just like Mario 64, like it's like ripples, and you fall into the painting. Wow. And that's where we're going to cut. Oh my gosh. Seth. To Darian. Oh. Zippy, I promise I'll get to you. Uh, hey, <laughs> Wait, where is this god in the sky? The, Lam- <laughs> the Lamasu is running next to you on the stag and is just like, almost there. Probably like... 20 more minutes. <laughs> this place is so far. I could just fly there. <laughs> but doesn't it feel better on your druid feet to be running through the forest? Rawr, rawr. Okay. <laughs> and all the druids are like, yay! Because they believe you're the savior. <laughs> so, cut to Darian. You are quickly working down this metal staircase. It's gone from wood to metal, and you're going down and down and down. Um, constantly, like, kind of, you know, moving Pepper's head in your baby satchel on front, like, around you. Maybe you're carrying Pepper like a baby now, like, with her head behind your shoulders so you can see backwards. <laughs> but, uh, you are making your way down. And Gazpacho is just like, One more step! A little bit more! A little bit more! One, one, one! And he's, like, kind of hopping down individual steps, and it's pretty slow. Hey, Gazpacho, um, just a quick question for you. I, um... <clears throat> just had a rough little accident earlier today and I'm I'm feeling a little worse for wear. There wouldn't happen to be anything in storage down here that could uh, patch me up a little bit, is there? Maybe. I don't know. Storage is in my department. Whose department is it? It's Romilly's department. Okay, um... Great, Romilly. Um, do you think we could, um... Oh, I don't know, just maybe pick up the pace a little bit. I'm just really eager to to get those eyes back, you know? I get it, Patricia. But you gotta walk and smell the workshop. Smell that sawdust. Come on, you're not in a hurry. Um, uh, actually, you know what? I, I kind of am. I just realized I'm, I might have double booked myself and I've, I've got to catch up with some friends sooner than I thought. So actually, I, I, it is in a little bit of a rush. Do you think we could maybe just, to, you know, get on down those stairs real quick? Uh, okay, but honestly, this is, this is like, I'm working at like, 10th gear right now. I'm like pushing it. Okay, um, 
Is it, is it offensive to pick you up? Can I carry you down? Not if you put me in that baby satchel on your chest. Uh, okay. Uh, sure. And I pick him up and I, I slot him in the baby carrier and I've just got like a pepper just like under my arm right now. And I kind of start lightly jogging down the stairs. <laughs> you move Pepper out and they're like, Kojaka, come on! Ah. They like being in the, in the little baby baby satchel. <laughs> uh, and you start jogging lightly down the stairs, kind of like moving Pepper's head every now and then to glance back. And you're moving down and you get to like a metal grating floor. And you can see there's kind of, it's less light up here. And the lights are just kind of these hanging Edison bulbs that are hanging from way up above. And it's kind of like a weirdly dim lit basement storage area. You can see there's shelves upon shelves of units. It feels like you're at the ground floor now. Um, but beneath the metal grates, you can see also more shelves below. So it's like, it's kind of a tiered storage system, a storage locker. Um, and you go and you see a purple bullywug girl is kind of just standing there at a little like podium desk kind of like how you would go into a restaurant there'd be a server there waiting and the bullywood girl just goes oh monsieur uh, hello uh, what can i help you with uh hello um i uh, have been tasked with coming down to uh grab uh let's see uh tristan's uh small magical toolkit uh for some of his finer works and uh and if you have any um any uh, item, magical items for a full restore would be greatly appreciated. Full restore? Um, potentially, potentially. Uh, oh, hello, Gaspacho. Hey, Romilly. <laughs> Been a while. Yes, uh, you're quite uh, quite loud as usual. Um, full restore, there, we may have something in the back. I, I'm not sure. But the tools, I can go prepare and, and get them here if you want to go look. Uh, yes, uh... Gladly. Uh, can you point me in the right direction? Uh, sure. Uh, you're going to have to just take this arcway, archway back, and then uh, you'll just have to go down a level, and it should be on the second floor there, so just one level down, and uh, look for maybe some potions or, or some uh, maybe sewing kits that are magically enchanted. Everything's labeled, so. Oh, wonderful. Thank you very much. I'll be uh, back up shortly for the tools. Wait! I want to stay with Romilly! Romilly! Uh, Romilly, do you have a preference? No. I, I'm just gonna, uh, I'm just gonna take Gaspacho with me for a second. Romilly! And you start kind of fast walking down, and Romilly's just like, toodles. And they walk off to go get uh, the fine tools. You're walking down, and Gaspacho's like, just because I'm on your chest doesn't mean you can choose everything for me. Hey, you Patricia? volunteered to be in here, okay? Fine. And you go running down and you find a little staircase at the end of this aisle. You're just walking and it's like just metal shelves and you can see there's items and tools and all these things. And you go down a level and you're uh, uh, searching and searching down there. You're going through combing. You see like these like magic screwdrivers. You see a hammer that can like bend steel too. uh, Probably a part of Tristan's larger set. Uh, you see lots of tools that are kind of just magically augmented to get, you know, heavy-duty jobs or tinkering done quicker. Um, and you're going and going, please make an investigation check. Oh, um, we're rolling good today, boys. Um, uh, three on my investigation. So that's a 21. That's 18 plus three. Okay. Um, you see a sewing kit there, the one that they were talking about. It's kind of moved behind some other toolboxes and things. 
and you grab it and pull it out, and you can see there's a little tag that just says, Sewing Kit of Healing. <laughs> That's the best I got. Very, sewing Kit of Healing. Be, very prepared, uh, Seth. I love it. Um, uh, well, I didn't think you'd be wanting this, uh, but is there? anyways, um, you, you see the tagline basically says that if you spend 10 minutes sewing, like, you know, surgical sewing or anything else, um, it'll work as so like a, a greater healing potion every 10 minutes. Oh, uh, 10 minutes feels like a long time. <laughs> uh, better start sewing. Yeah. Um, I, uh. Just kind of grab one of the tool chests from off of a shelf. So I just have like a makeshift, uh, uh, like stool to sit on. And I'm just like, okay. And so I just grab, I just <laughs> pop the kit open and I just start using it as best I can to, to try and get some of these heels, hopefully before anyone else decides to, decides to show up. Okay. They just walk in and Darren's just sewing away. You start sewing and sewing and you're looking up through the grates, uh, and, and just like trying to double check. And you're sewing and sewing, and three minutes pass, and then you hear Romilly at the front be like, "Oh, hello! Uh, another visitor, unexpected. Uh, what are you looking for? You can't just move past me, uh, sir, sir." And you hear the masked man's walking, and you look up above through the grates, and they're like standing over top of you, and they're just looking. They they don't. Rec- see you or spot you yet but they're just standing on top i am um, staring to be thorough i'm gonna quickly cast um pass without a trace on myself oh wait shoot i can't uh, uh oh that's my last spell actually to do that oh no i didn't realize how gassed i am from that other fight oh no you got this man um okay no i'm gonna hold it for now okay Roll a stealth check. Uh, that's a two plus seven. Uh, so nine. Son of a... Now, now the dice fall apart. <laughs> you hear Gaspacho just go, Man, take a long time! And then immediately from above, they look down and they see you and you look up with Pepper's eyes and you see them just staring down at you. And you can see from under their waistcoat, they pull their half glaive out because the other half got consumed by the void cloak. And it's like just a, kind of like a sword now, but it's just one half. And they quickly take it out. And they go to stab and cut their way through the metal grate floor to get to you. And shoot, you see a glaive just slides through right next to you as you're sewing. Well, I, I've, I've stopped sewing a long time ago, okay? Are you going to run and sew at the same time? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! Um, I am in no shape to take on this guy. Um, so I am. Uh, I'm gonna quickly try and dive to like out of the way and get out of line of sight from this guy. Okay. And I am going to cast. Um, I am gonna cast pass without a trace on myself. Okay. You book it. They d- you, you, they missed with their uh, glaive attack, and you start running down the hall. You can see they're kind of like carving a hole in the ground now to break through. And you get out of line of sight near the stairway down like to the next level. And uh, you cast past without a trace. And you just see you're glancing through the shelves as you're still running away after casting this. And you can see the hole is done and the Terminator landing on the level. And they're looking around, searching for you.
And we're going to cut. <laughs> to Zippy. Zippy, you're frolicking through the forest. Very, very cash. Very, very, very low stakes here. Uh, you're just going through on the stag uh, with the Lamas who's Sphinx next to you and all the druid animals following you in their wild-shaped forms. And they get to a part, a thick part of the jungle where there, there is just a lot of thorns, just thorny branches and everything. And the Lamasu just goes, here we are. Fantastic. All right, let's go. And they take their claw out and they like scratch into one of the, the thorn, the thorny branches. And they just lightly scratch and it starts like opening up. And beyond this immense pile of thorns and branches opens up a cave that leads underground and all the woodland creatures are just piling in and the druids are going and your stag just picks up and you go riding down this tunnel and you're going and going and the Lamas is like this is our secret base it's quite quite nice down here far away from the farmer's gaze and the farmer doesn't know about this? probably not <laughs> at least he's never come here it's kind of like our cool clubhouse Okay, well, I just hope he didn't watch our whole parade all the way here. Doubtful. I mean... Oh, yeah, we did make a lot of noise. Yeah, we were singing and dancing. That was you, Gerald! (laughs) And one of the ostriches with the little arms is just like, Come on! (laughs) I thought thought it'd be fun! Gerald, your voice makes me want to vomit. All right, no. All right, I can see your first problem, and it's called um, encouragement and kindness to one another. I would like you to redo that exchange just just now. Everyone, stop! And everyone comes to a stop. Zippy's right. We are quite harsh. Remember the roast last weekend? Some of those weren't jokes, and I know it. <laughs> Trust me. Gerald. Oh, no, go ahead. Gerald. And their big paws, their lion paws, like they move over to the ostrich and they put their hand on their back and they're like petting them and they're like, Your singing's like, not that bad. It made the adventure, it made the time fly. I, I felt like we weren't even playing these last like couple minutes. And Gerald just goes and like, Really? Really think my voice isn't that bad? And one of the other druids, the stag that you're riding on, turns around and is like, Zippy, we can't lie. It, it, what good is kindness if we have to lie? His singing sucks. Hey! Uh. Sometimes you can show kindness through lying. It's kind of messed up. But if it helps us get through the day and accomplish things that we otherwise wouldn't be able to accomplish, like like this whole farmer problem you have going on, well, then maybe it's okay for a little lie. I don't know. Maybe that's not that's not morally correct, but it, it's helped me get through my recent friendships. I, hate, for example, I'm not a huge fan of tomato soup. Tomatoes are nothing but grossness, oh, <laughs> gross, watery, seedy, t- horrible. This is starting to turn into Jacob talking. Uh, <laughs> as long as it's Jake, not a tomato soup fan. Um, they're just they're just slimy, and they have no place in 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 agriculture, in my opinion. Now carrots, <laughs> don't even get me started. Um, but 
But I have tomato soup all the time with my friends because it brings us together. And it reminds us of good times, bad times. And yeah, it's the same with, with like fighting. One of my friends really likes fighting. And he's really good at it. Um, and that's pretty much it for him. So that's the only way I can connect with him. Otherwise, it's really difficult. Um, and so you have to sometimes do the little bitest of lies so that, I don't know, life's just easier. It's hard enough, especially for you druids up here. A little squirrel druid climbs up the stag and sits in front of you and just looks up to you in the eyes and says, So lying's okay? Um, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, lying's okay. Gerald, your singing is amazing! Yes, Gerald, you're singing! <laughs> Be a star! You could do it! Guys, really? Me? You think I could do it? Yes. Yes, Gerald. You're the best. Man, I don't know. I, I realize this is probably a lie, but it feels real. It makes me feel good. That's all that matters. We're learning! Now, harness that. And we'll turn it into ideas, and we'll build you a whole new civilization. Druids for the win. Anyways, let's go to your to a boardroom table or something. Your main room. We have a lot to talk about. Let's go! And you, as you're going, you hear other pe- like other ones being like, "Your natural hair is amazing. Did you know that? Oh, your nose looks good. I actually love you." And like all these lies that are probably being told <laughs> as you go down this tunnel with all these creatures. You enter into a clearing. You notice there's kind of like light blue spores floating through the air as you descend down this tunnel with the thorn path. Like thorny roots are kind of moving in the walls. And you enter into this underground grove, this large grove with this like what's seemingly like the roof of a house that's covered in moss and vines that stretch down to the floor in front of you. Uh, So it's like an enclosed like almost tent made of moss in this open grove area. You see the creatures are going through and they're parting through um, the moss, the mossy like vines that are draping down and they're breaching it like it's a curtain and they're going in and they're like, yay, yay, they're just diving in and you dive in with the stag riding on its back and you notice you're in kind of like a little clubhouse. There's little tables, there's beanbag chairs, um, there's a little like a bullet, like bulletin board esque thing. There's one of those like teacher's desks that's like reversible that like flips over. It has like drawings on it. Um, and you notice it's like a whole just kind of like chill hangout area for druids and like tree stump chairs and stuff. And you look and you immediately see this canopy. The moss is actually draping off this giant mushroom that's like embedded into the wall and it's just like draping off this old large mushroom the ceiling above you is the underside of a mushroom cap and you every all the woodland creatures are like some are wild shaping back into their original forms like the, like there some are bullywugs some are furbolgs some are elves they're just going back to their forms and like chilling out now um, and you can see the lamasu is like running up and says Jimmy, here we are it's time. It's time to plan something. Right? Yeah, I mean, we'll have to talk about where to hit him and hit him hard, you know? And and also, just... 
I just don't want this to be a flash in the pan type of thing, you know? Where you, this happens. Let's say you guys get some standing in this place. And then for what? You just go back to being used in some other way. There's a... We're gonna have to do some workshops. We're gonna have to do some... Some uh, self-actualizing. Maybe some yoga, meditation. Uh, that's what... Uh, communing with nature, people. Yeah, nature! And lies! All right, but first, what the heck is that thing? Points at the mushroom. Oh, yes. They'll want to hear the plan, too. It's Pops. Pops? Yes. He showed us the way here. He showed us this way to, like, get down here and chill with nature. Let me wake him up. Yeah, let's wake up Pops. Yeah, Pops. And they walk over, and the Lamasu kind of, like, pats the face of the mushroom just to the side and it looks like just a mushroom wall and then you see it's like that mushroom cap stays where it is but the body rotates and a large face is on the front and it just goes and lets out a giant yawn and goes hello children what is happening today? We have a new friend, Rar. A new friend that's going to help us deal with the farmer. Rar, set us through, it's free. What? Who? It's this little Lapine, the rabbit. He's a masterclass druid. He saw through my puzzle immediately. He's a genius. Wait... Coco? No, why does this keep happening to me? No, my name is Zippy Westboro. I'm from the Bramble Patch. I may be old, but I remember you anywhere, Coco. Ugh, stupid Coco. You're old, you're old mushroom person. And that's half the problem. I have a bone to pick with you, too. And you're a liar. And all the people around are like, No, Pops, lying's cool now. Lying's okay. No, children. Coco is a backstabber, liar, dumb ranger, not a druid. And the Lomasu, their sphinx face immediately, like, goes down and they're like, What? Rar. Zippy, you're not a druid? Oh, I'm a druid, all right, and I can prove it. This mushroom's a freaking liar. He's just jealous of our, of the fact that, well, he hasn't been a good leader and he's threatened by me right now. I'm an okay leader. I don't think so. (laughs) But also, I have to put the land's health first. We're trapped here because of you, Coco. Here you go again. And first of all, what land? You're floating in the sky. Come on, that's another problem. 
And stop with this Coco nonsense. I'm not Coco. Do you want me to use a Druid spell or something? Yeesh. I don't even know how to shoot a bow. I've never even done that in this whole campaign. Do it then. You won't do it. Do like... Uh... Do like a good berry or like fog cloud. Or like... Like... One of those. Psh, how about I do insect plague and freaking... Mess up all your insides for for freaking trying to embarrass me in front of all my new friends. Roll intimidation. Uh it's a nine plus two. Ooh. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Do it then. My insides are ready and made of freaking mushroom steel. Yeah, should I use insect plague on him? I go <laughs> really bad. Okay, he's a little baby version. One sec. <laughs> the non-committal version. Uh, you have to end up as screwed as the rest of us by the end of this episode. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what if I just put bark skin on and just fall over? <laughs> <laughs> that could work. Um. You can always just, like, wild shape. <laughs> nah, that's too easy. <laughs> Roll a d20 and let the dice decide what spell you do. I'd have to put in, like, 20 options of spells. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to roll for you. 13. Your 13th spell. All right. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Catch the by the toe. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 13. Ooh. Speak with plants. I can do that. Hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right chosen. all right maybe not insect plague because i worry for your well-being and i don't want to necessarily destroy you in front of if you're the leader but uh do you have a plant or something around i can speak to it that'll be an easy thing to do i'm a plant <laughs> He's a plant. <laughs> he just got it. <laughs> you see the mushroom's eyes as you gasp. They gasp. They're like, "Wait, you understand me?" Oh, man. What? <laughs> yes, I do. Because I'm a druid, idiot. Damn, that makes so much sense. <laughs> You're the real deal. Nobody but druids can talk to me. This is what happens when you wake me up right after. No, no, no. You're not falling asleep again after you just made me, almost embarrass me in front of all, all these people. And I look behind and I'm seeing if I still have their attention. Uh, yeah, you do. They're, they're like chilling on beanbags, but everybody's like eyes are on you. First of all, enough of this cocoa business. We'll talk about that later. You have to explain yourself as a leader. You've 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 let freaking druids turn themselves into freaking uh, the next the next hors d'oeuvre for people. Presumably, I shouldn't know that. It is the way. We must protect the earth. That is my mission. But what earth? You're you're up in the sky, 
being used as as fodder for for people who think they're better than you and you don't actually have the connection to the plants and the earth and mother nature down on the actual green green thing we're on and trust me i've seen what this how big this place is i've been on the freaking moon you're not it's horrible being disconnected from from the actual you know plane well not but the ground you know I was not always in the air. This land was not always flying. I remember as a young sprout being connected to the core continent of Ohm. A nice marshy land. But one day... King Verulius came along with Coco and plucked up mounds of earth to send into the sky, breaking away from the land. I was separated from my family, my mushroom people, and now I stay here Protecting what little home I have left. Because the earth is still the earth and the mother of us all. But at the same time, you've lowered yourself so far down that you've given... You, you have infighting among your ranks. These two back here were just fighting until I told them to grow up. And I point at the two that were fighting earlier when I told them to lie. Yeah, Pops, he kind of hurt my feelings about my singing. Your voice sucks. <laughs> and everybody gasped and they're like, no, Pops, no. And he's and Gerald just, the ostrich just goes, <laughs> Pops. It's okay, everyone. I'm starting to learn you can't, you can't train an old dog to do new tricks. But that's okay because you're still a voice and you're still a person, mushroom person. Because, you know, you're going to be here after I'm gone. I'm certainly not sticking around here for much longer. But we have some work to do because this can't continue. Druids have to rise up and they have to show what they've got. Wild shape, plants, this and that, thorn, you know, moonlighting. That's pretty cool. We, we got a lot to offer. And it's it's about time we start treating ourselves like... Regular class citizens, you know? It's difficult. We do not have the strength. I agree. Druids are awesome. But we do not have the strength against the schools of magic above us. If we tried, we would be... Held down with burning hands until we fry. Hmm. I see what you're saying. It's basically like a small army against like a bigger army is what you're saying. Yes. And you are not working with soldiers. Look around. 
and you look around and you're getting a good glance and you can see they're kind of like spaced out. One is just kind of like drooling now, but they're still staring at you, but they look totally zoned out. Another fur bulg is just like picking their nose and they get something and then they're like, and then they like try and use the other hand to open their nose more to get their full fist in their nose. Hmm. And and they're just kind of like looking around and the Lamasu goes and says, yeah, Sippy, it's, it's not easy. Here we're, sadly we're, Pretty much max level three around here. First level spells are the most we can conjure. And I don't speak for myself because I am not a druid. I'm a Lamasu. Oh, who cares about soldiers? That's that's silly. And that's what they... That's Soldiers is what, you know, freaking wizards and sorcerers care about. <laughs> who, who cares about soldiers when we've got the most creative magic class in the freaking universe? It's druids, and we can prove it through creativity and hard work. Because I know you people are malleable. You freaking believe everything I've said so far, and what this guy was saying. <laughs> <laughs> and you, hear, you, you see the scroggle. <laughs> yeah, I'm on board. I'm on board with this. And if you can believe everything I say, well, I, I can turn you into the most covert ops army and you wouldn't even know until breakfast the next morning <gasps> wow because we're druids damn it we're creative we don't just shoot lightning down from the sky or shoot magic missiles <laughs> I love how you can hear the desperation in his voice <laughs> magic that's we're losers <laughs> we work too damn hard to to morph ourselves into bears and lions, and in your cases with your level ones, ants and mice. Take what's yours. If that means tearing this place down so you guys can go back to to you know the good ground of this earth, Mushroom Boy certainly wants that. Well, then you take what you want, and I'll help you get that. You can see the crowd is starting to get amped up. They're like, yeah, yeah. Take what we want. We're druids. We're druids, damn it. We're creative. We can we can figure anything out. We're we're the best. We have Mother Nature on our side. And you see the mushroom just go. But what about King Verulius? Screw him. That's what I say. I don't really know about that person, and he doesn't know about what's going on down here. So he should be just as terrified of us as we are of even the idea of him right now. But let's keep ourselves secret. We have a lot of work to do, and it starts with that farmer. That you, you hurt them with their chain of supply, which is you. Which is still really freaking gross. And <laughs> we deal with that, and who knows what we'll find there. But first we need to drop some plans. Someone get me a map of this place. I've got one! And you see a little frog is hopping. It's like, here! And they drop it into your lap as they hop over top of you. And you can see it's a poorly scribbled map where it's just like a big circle and it's like here. And then it just has like a farm. It just says farm at the top and then like aqueduct at the side. It's like very crude. Ah, so the farm is here and aqueduct is there. Those are the only two things noted on this map. Oh, and forest. Forest, too. There's and the things. forest is there. 
Okay, okay, it's starting to make sense. I imagine the bridge would be here too. I'll just draw that in. (laughs) (laughs) You see Uh, another frog leaps over and like drops a little like quill pen. Thank you. All right, what do we know? When do they gather you and how do they do it? The Lamasu comes pawing up. He's like, they gather all the druids around noon. So five minutes from now, the whistle and all... All of us who are grazing needs to go back. I need to go back and be the pet. I'm the farmer's personal pet. It's degrading. Sounds like it. Now come on over here. I need some love. (laughs) 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 And they nestle up next to you. Um... Hmm. All right. So you kind of you kind of usher people into the to where everything happens. Think of me as a sheepdog luring the sheep back into their place. Hmm. I see. I see. Who, so, which what, who's the crew going in tonight? Are they with us? Everyone goes. No exceptions. Hmm. I see. Well, the exception this time is we're going in with the plan. And I'll I'll be one of the livestock as well for this for this uh, go around, but it doesn't stop with us getting in and listening and obeying anymore. And you, Mister Pet Sheepdog, you're gonna come in and help us too. Uh, what scares you so much about this about this farmer too? Why haven't you done this yet? Well, we never had a plan. We never had the power. Yeah. It's always been super scary. And, you know, at least I'm not dying for real. Even though I have to get chopped up in my wild shape. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but I hate it. I, I wish I could... I wish I could go to even another side of Shadu. We can't even leave. We can't even cross the bridge without some wizard shooting magic missiles at us. Oh, my goodness. King Verulius must be a terrible person. I can't believe he's letting this happen. And Randy... Oh, you don't know about that. But Randy's freaking... Oh, my goodness. I have... Now I don't really trust Randy. Oh. Uh, Whatever. It doesn't matter. We got this plan to figure out. So let's do it. Anyone have any ideas? You guys know this better than I do. Nalamasu goes, I I might have an idea. What if... When they blow the whistle in the next few minutes, we just all stay down here. Well, uh, and then what? Get rained down with freaking magic missiles, and and who knows what else they have up there? No, this has to be. An, we have to meet them face to face. When we get ushered in, we we just un we just unturn into what we are and what are they gonna make food out of our real selves there goes their whole production line what are they gonna do with all of us in there i didn't say it was a perfect plan no you're right it wasn't and that's okay you tried yes yes and they like nestle up and you're like arms going around their head um i might have an idea all right, let's hear it. So since there's the supply chain and we need the supply and demand, they're going to need us more than we need them. We should sit down and negotiate. Negotiate terms for our stay here. They need our meat and we need some housing and and druid rights. Let's get a lawyer in here. What 
do we oh, say? Oh my goodness. Ugh. And what, we're going to do that for five episodes? Lawyer it up? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do this now, either <laughs> so that it finishes up with the next episode. <laughs> um, as you say that, you see one of the Brantas, these like horses with the nose bones, like giraffe ears. Um, they, they go, I have an idea. Fire. Fire. Burn it. Burn it all down. All right, I, I can. I'm, I'm listening. That sounds interesting. We, we take the fire, right, right. We bring it into his house, and we burn him, burn him alive, and everyone in there. And then we chop them up, and then we eat them. Mm, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, kind of thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> fire. Um, there's definitely, there's definitely some, some merit there, and a place to work off of from. How about we go in and we start burning things and see what happens then? You look around and they're all kind of like looking at each other. Make a persuasion check. (laughs) Burn shit. (laughs) That's a 14 plus four. Yeah, all right. <laughs> they all like in units that are like, yeah, all right, sure, burn, yeah. I feel like the check for that was like two because they they listen to whatever <laughs> I say. The the mushroom face goes, okay, but if it goes bad up there, please come back here. I can try and shelter you somehow. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Somehow. Well, we know where you are. And if things get hairy, well, again, what are they going to do? They're going to destroy the the livestock? Don't think so. This is a foolproof plan. I mean, revolution starts with a spark, am I right, people? You see the Branta picks up a stick and it's already lit on fire somehow. And you're like, how did they do that with their literal, like, donkey legs? It's like, fire, yeah, spark. Spark really does it. And don't be afraid to change into things with your... And use as much druidness as possible. We gotta show them, again, just how cool this freaking class is. Yes. You, you see everybody around is like, Yeah. Yeah, we're awesome. Yeah. Montage! And you see everybody's, like, running into their, like, little cubby holes. Some people have some bags and, like, some stuff and spaces here. Little beds or hammocks. And they're, like, pulling out these, like roots and they're putting like the they're taking these roots from these plants and they're like rubbing them on their face and they're getting like these black like markers under their eyes and stuff and they're like all passing it around some people are like tying headbands the branta is like going around picking up more sticks and stuff and lighting them on fire as torches around you yes this is perfect everyone you're all working so hard i'm so glad to see that you know just from this small pep talk we can we can make some real change around here so yeah use use your fairy fires use your use your fog clouds your your thunder waves your your creating destroying water entanglement just get ready to use it all we're gonna need some uh, and on the way there uh, once we're in there and we start burning shit detect poison disease you don't know what they're putting into the water we're gonna be drinking water does taste funny we need a crude detecting magic, too. We never know when those magic missiles are coming. You, you see um, some birds, like like crows, all salute, and they're like, Detect magic squad, here! 
Perfect! Detect magic squad! Make sure that... Make, make sure that you let us know as soon as you, you see anything suspicious. Hover around. We need a Cure Wounds team as well. You, you see the squirrels are all bundled up together and they're putting on uh, little hats and now they're like painting little plus signs on them and they're like, Cure Wounds team here! Perfect! And who's the best charmer here if we need to fuck up the farmer? <laughs> you see uh, essentially a peacock um, like struts in and he's like, I'm the best charmer. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. And lastly, we need people for animal friendship spell. Oh, oh wait! That's fucking us right now! Let's fucking go! <laughs> oh my god! Yeah! <laughs> and they're all like cheering. And and they're all shouting and cheering. You you're still riding the stag and it just like bucks back and like turns back. Uh, a frog frogs are like hopping over you and they're like dragging roots across your face to be painting your face with black lines. Um, and a crow from the Detect Magic Squad comes and brings you a torch that you grab, and it's lit on fire. And you can see underneath this mushroom canopy, it's all lit up with red, fiery glow. And everyone's just pumped. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean, away we go, I guess, right? Onwards! To victory? Question mark? Victory! What are we? Druids! What? What do we want? A place at the table. Whose table are we going to set on fucking fire? It'll be our fucking table. Ours. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody goes and you're traveling through the woods and you break through the the mushroom moss leaves and you're going. Some of it's catching slightly on fire, (laughs) but you're going through the tunnel and you're charging back up. And Zippy, you get a motherfucking inspiration. (laughs) Woohoo! Cut to Darian. Oh, man. I hate this. <laughs> Good luck, man. You're running down. You're, you're at the stairs, and you're kind of like at the le- uh, ledge there looking over, and you can see there's about five more layers of storage, like space going down, and the rest is just blackness around you, and the Edison bulbs are just hanging and swinging and dimly lighting the area, flickering sometimes. And your pass without a trace is on. And you got Pepper um, under one arm and freaking gazpacho on your chest. <laughs> Where do you want to go? You could go down. You could try and book it back through the shelves. But you can see they're kind of like moving somewhat your way. They, don't, they haven't spotted you yet, but they're looking through the shelf units. Um, I, because I got the pass without a trace on, I whisper to the gazpacho and say, gazpacho, do you guys have any kind of like security system here like when if incidents happen who do you guys call ghostbusters um kind of like wizard guards but i don't know security isn't really a a thing because i mean everybody's so freaking powerful here and death doesn't like really matter and and like yeah what you saying and death doesn't really matter yeah because if somebody dies early, they can be necromancy back, or uh, or like uh, if they're old, they get put in uh, part of the crystal. The, the crystal? What crystal? 
people get old, like myself one day, I hope to become a part of the crystal like everybody else here. And then put attached to the vessel until King Verulius can find us a way to the other world. What crystal are you talking about? And what other world is he talking about? We don't know. Nobody wants to go to the deep, though. So we're, we're trusting Verulius. Hey, screw this guy. And we get appended to the crystal. Yeah, the deep is uh, sweet, okay? Don't let anyone tell you to. <laughs> yeah, that's legit. I've, I've heard a bit about the deep. Not a good time. Not a good time. Okay. What's deeper down? More storage. Is there uh, any kind of weapons or anything? Any, you know, super BFGs or something that I could get rid of this guy with? Maybe. Oh my gosh. I don't come down here that often. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Legitimately stuck. Um, I'm going to grab a dagger. And can I see how many, like, how far down can I see on the lower floors? Uh, you can see pretty much all the way down. It's about, like, 80 feet down. Okay. Like, is the bottom is floor. I'm going to just grab a, a spare dagger from my bag, and I'm going to throw it down maybe two floors down uh, to try and make a noise, and then try and just like stay hidden in some of the shelves and so hopefully leading the guy down to the basement okay you throw and it makes a noise and you're like hiding you move back and hide between the shelves uh the being there patricia maybe uh (laughs) is uh is is about like 30 feet away from you because you dashed away uh and they're still searching like through and like looking between the shelves trying to find and then they hear cling clang down and they look down and they start sprinting to the edge and they like grab the railing and they're looking down the stairs looking but you're like somewhat close they're they're a little bit closer you're now 15 feet away you can see please make a stealth check just then the walkie talkie comes on hey Darian how's it going over there (laughs) could you imagine um okay so that's uh, with the pass without a trace, I get a plus 10. My regular stat is plus 7, so that's 17 plus 10, so 27 total. That's good enough. Surprisingly. <laughs> Sur- surprise, surprisingly. <laughs> You're making your way back. The, uh, the stairs that go up, it's kind of like, you know, stairs go down on one end, stairs go up the other, so you have to, it's not like a spiral all the way on one side. It's kind of like flip-flops on the side, so you slide your way back through the, the shelves, units, and you're making your way back up and you're making your way to the stairs I imagine you can see the figure starts taking a few steps down the stairs I head back up the stairs um, and get the heck out of there (laughs) okay you move up the stairs and you're you're scanning around you're on the first floor you can see through the grates you're kind of you kind of have an idea of where they are and you can see them they're you know two floors lower and they're walking at the other end um, and they're still like you know slowly walking with their glaive drawn looking and the bullywood girl is uh is like up there she's kind of like shaking she hasn't gotten the tools yet she's just like what was that i don't know but uh you need to call for help I, that person's that person's insane 
Okay, okay, uh, uh, she pulls out a rocky talkie. Help! Please, b- bottom of, bottom of the workshop, we need help, we need help! And she's not, she doesn't have Pass Without a Trace on her. Oh, oh gosh, no! I'm gone, I'm out of there, it's still... <laughs> <laughs> Those books and leaves her. <laughs> and three floors lower, you see, looking up, boom, their head cranks up. And they start running back to the stairs. And you can see they're like vaulting over and like jumping up the lair and then jumping up to the first. Where do you want to run? Do you want to run back up the staircase? Yeah, well, I'm because he didn't see me, right? No, but he heard the voice. Yeah, so I'm I'm booking it out of there. Um, yeah, I, I can't defeat this guy. I can't save everybody. You're running towards the stairs, and they're at the other end of this, like, platform on the far side. Please make one last stealth check. Um, before I do, like, completely ditch her, I'm gonna just yell to her to hide. Okay. You're gonna just hide quick! And then I'm gonna... Yeah. Abandon her. <laughs> I can't... I Man, I if I was... If I was max... Or if I was full right now, I'd consider it. But... <laughs> I'm already bloodied. Sir, what's your stealth? I'm using an inspiration on this, by the way. Okay. Because um, I need to get out of here alive. Um, well, still not amazing. Uh, that was uh, a 9 plus 17, so 26. 6. 26. Okay. You sprint, and you're going up the stairs, and Gazpacho's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And uh, Pepper's just under your arm, uncomfortable too, and you're running up the stairs, and you just hear the girl still on the walkie-talkie. Please, someone quick! We have some crazy person down here. They might get the tools. I, I don't know. Just send someone. I want you to make one last perception check here. Oh, boy. Not amazing. Uh, but I've got decent perception. 15. You hear her. Please, send help. Oh, God. He's here. I gotta hide. I gotta hide. Like he said, like he said. Hide. Hide. <gasps> And you don't hear any more voice. And you make it up to the top floor. Again, back into the workshop. Wow. Without the tools. (laughs) And that is where we're going to end the episode. No. Seth, come on. Oh, man. 